0: Here's today's federal newscast, I'm Eric White. Over 3,800 civilian federal employees and 9,700 military personnel deployed to respond to Hurricane Florence. Their jobs range from first responders, to securing and repairing power, to monitoring the shutdown of nuclear power plants. The Federal Emergency Management Agency is coordinating the efforts from regional and national emergency response centers. The Government Accountability Office may weigh in on how the Interior Department has been filling vacant political positions. and emails obtained by public employees for environmental responsibility, GAO says it may look into time violations at Interior under the Federal Vacancies Reform Act. Secretary Ryan Zinke has tapped three non-career officials to serve as the acting heads of the National Park Service, the Fish and Wildlife Service, and the Bureau of Land Management. The FCC chairman hints at a lawsuit against California. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report.
1: Ajit Pai, speaking to the Maine Heritage Society in Portland, references a bill now before Governor Jerry Brown. It would impose so-called net neutrality rules in that state that were overturned by the FCC nationally last year. Pai calls the proposed California rules illegal, citing an Eighth Circuit Court appeals ruling against the state regulation of information services. Pai vows to fight to maintain federal policy nationally. I'm Tom Temen.
0: A federal appeals court rules against the army in a long-running legal dispute over its distributed common ground system. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. The Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit sided with Palantir, which argued the army had effectively excluded its technology from the DSIG's procurement process by insisting on a traditional engineering and development contract. Upholding the decision of a lower court, the judges found the army violated the Federal Acquisition Streamlining Act, which requires the government to buy commercial products instead of paying for new development work whenever possible. Jared Serbu News Radio. Army leaders do not have a clear, quantifiable way to judge if Futures Command will work. Futures Command leader General John Murray says it will be hard to determine the command's value to the warfighter purely through metrics that concerns some lawmakers who fear the command will turn into another bloated bureaucracy. The Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure or JEDI Cloud Program may be getting more restrictions from Congress. The Defense Appropriations Bill fences off funds for the cloud project until the Pentagon provides a budget accounting system which provides transparency on all cloud computing systems in the military. Congress also wants a written strategy for the JEDI contract. it and House conferees agreed to the appropriations bill last week. Hundreds of government contractors should expect a visit from the Labor Department's Office of Contract Compliance Programs in the coming months. Labor's OCCP sends letters to 445 vendors alerting them about an upcoming review. Among the areas Labor will review is how contractors are meeting requirements to take affirmative action and not discriminate on the basis of race, color, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, religion, national origin, disability, or status as a protected veteran. CMS may soon be testing out new cybersecurity protections for Medicare.
2: The House wants the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to use Smart Identity Cards to fight Medicare improper payments. Lawmakers passed the Fighting Fraud to Protect Care for Seniors Act last week. The legislation calls for CMS to conduct a pilot of about 2,000 beneficiaries in three areas around the country to use Smart Identity Cards to obtain services. Lawmakers hope using smart identity cards will help stem the tide of about $50 billion a year going out in improper payments under Medicare. The Senate doesn't yet have a companion bill. I'm Jason Miller.
0: And the National Institute of Standards and Technology seeks help from the public in developing a voluntary privacy framework. NIST will hold its first public workshop in Austin, Texas in October to get feedback from public and private sector organizations. The framework helps identify, assess, manage, and communicate privacy risks and innovate around privacy protection. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.